0: Grace and peace to you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and in his name, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And it is appropriate to continue to wish Merry Christmas. This is day eight of the 12 days of Christmas. Was that Lord's a leaping or something? I Past the golden rings, I get lost in that song, but uh, Maid's a milking. Let's not go into that. we do welcome you uh, and if you're streaming online we welcome you as well Uh, there are attendance pads in the pew so we ask you if you will to take those and fill those out and then pass them down the pew Uh, if you're a visitor we would really appreciate uh, a way to contact you by email or snail mail uh, or phone we want to give uh, good hospitality christian hospitality And uh, recognize all of our visitors, whether you're a potential member or not. We would still like to thank you for your presence with us uh, this morning. And now Ernest Leatherman is our liturgist today, and I'm going to call him up. He has one or more announcements.
1: Thank you, Mike. Merry Christmas. Christmas. I have uh, at least one announcement here. Next Saturday, at 9 a.m., the United Methodist Men will be meeting, and all the men of the church are invited. And if you have a neighbor that is not a member of the church, bring them with you too. We're going to have uh, eggs and biscuits and maybe a little bacon or sausage or whatever and a good fellowship. After the nine o'clock breakfast, We will be gathering uh, out on Long Beach Road at a home of a family that is basically shut in, and we will be cleaning a yard. So we have a service project to go along with our breakfast, and so each and every man in this congregation is invited to breakfast next Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Oh, I was told to remind you this is also in the multi-purpose room so that's where we have the kitchen (laughs) please join me now in a prayer for the new year lord our most gracious father we pray we pray for peace in your earthly world we pray for the victims of violence everywhere we pray for those struggling for peace and justice for churches in conflict, for a world without war and violence. We pray that you lead us from death to life, from falsehood to truth, from despair to hope and from fear to trust. We pray that you lead us from hate to love, from war to peace, Let peace be filling our beings our world, our universe. In your holy name, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, amen. Please now stand for the choral introit. I bring you good tidings and great joy for all the people.
2: To us is born this day in the city of David, a Savior who is called the Messiah, the Lord.
1: He will be called King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Mighty
2: God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Praise,
1: Praise be to God. Join me now in the hymn number 245, The First Noel in your handle and on the Mm -hmm. screen. mind you stand back up again everybody (laughs) turn to your neighbor and pass the peace of Christ Our Old Testament lesson today comes from Isaiah, chapter 61, beginning in verse 10 and going through chapter 62, verse 3. Hear these words. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My whole being shall exult in my God, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation He has covered me with the robes of righteousness and the bridegroom and as a bridegroom decks himself with a garland and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels for as the earth brings forth its shoots and as a garden call causes what is sown in it to spring up so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring up before the all nations. For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not rest, until her vindication shines out like those of the dawn, and her salvation like a burning torch. The nations shall see your vindication, and all the kings of your glory, and you shall be called by a new name that the mouth of the Lord will give. You shall be a crown of beauty in the hand of the Lord and a royal diadem in the hand of your God. This is the word of God for the for the people of God. Please join me now in the Nicene Creed, number 880 in your hymnal or on the screen. Please join me now. We believe in one God, the Father almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally forgotten by the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made of one being. Through all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven and was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary and became truly human. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and seeth on the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeded from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshiped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church, child is this in your hymnal or on the screen. <laughs> seated the epistle lesson today from Galatians chapter 4 verses 4 through 7 but when the fullness of time had come God sent his son born of a woman but under the law in order to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as children. And because because you are children, God has sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a child. And if a child, then also an heir through God. This is the word of God for the people of God. Our Psalter reading is Psalm 148, uh, number 861 in your hymnal or on the screen. Please join me now. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise the Lord in the highest. Praise the Lord, all
2: His angels. Praise the Lord, all His hosts.
1: Praise the Lord, sun and moon. Praise the Lord, all shining stars. Praise the Lord,
2: highest heavens, and all waters above the heavens.
1: Let them praise the name of the Lord who commanded and they were created.
2: Who established them forever and ever, and fixed their bounds which cannot be passed.
1: Praise the Lord from the earth. Praise the Lord from the sea monsters and all the deeps.
2: Fire and hell, snow and smoke, stormy wind. God's
1: command. Mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, beasts and all
2: cattle, creeping things and flying birds,
1: kings of the earth and all people, princes and all rulers of the earth,
2: young men and maidens together, old men and children.
1: Let men praise the name of the Lord, whose name alone is exalted. Whose glory is above earth and heaven.
2: God is raised up a morn for his people. Praise for all his faithful ones, for the people of Israel who are near their God. Praise the Lord. Amen.
1: If you would now, it is time to, to go to the Lord in prayer. So open up your hearts and minds and think about your prayers, think about your praises as we go to the Lord. Mighty Creator, as we, your children, celebrate the birth of your son, we think of our family, whether they be ours or others, as they gather here at at the beach, to honor, to love, and to cherish each other. We remember the mighty feasts we consumed on Christmas Day. And we remember the leftovers which left us stuffed for days afterwards. We cherish the gifts that we exchanged. The happy faces that reveled in the knowledge that someone remembered. We're filled with nostalgia as we listen to and sing the music which praises the Christmas spirit. Our toes tap as music filters through our beings. Our souls are awakened with the vision of Christ being born into the world, which will be changed in a few short years. Then as all these beautiful images fill our minds We recognize the hurt and the suffering going on in the world, the health issues which we have or loved ones face, the knowledge of war that looms on the horizons in so many areas of the world, the homeless which roam our streets, even here on Oak Island, domestic violence or drug addiction that is rampant among our population, we shelter here at Ocean View wishing against wish that we can avoid all these hurts. We can only offer up prayers to combat our fears, prayers that only you can provide answers to. Holy One, now hear the voice as we raise for others which answers are needed and praises which need to be heard. Speak now. Holy Father, Mother, Spirit, Son, guide us as we go through this Christmas season balance our highs and lows provide provide perspective on our problems give us answers but most of all enable us to hear and accept the answers answers provided through the teaching and love of our savior jesus christ who taught us to pray our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread forgive us our trespass as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever amen if you would now open up your hearts and your wallets as our ushers come forward for our offerings and tithes.
0: The gospel lesson this morning is from Luke chapter 2, verses 22 through 40. Uh, But before I read the scripture, I just want to give you a little bit of background uh, so that you can understand it better as I'm reading it. Uh, First thing is that Mary is going to have the rites of purification that all mothers had to have after giving birth according to the Jewish law. And Luke's writing to a Gentile uh, readership, but he wants them to understand that Jesus was the Jewish Messiah and that his family were Jews and they were observant Jews. And we know that at this point, Jesus is 40 days old, just short of uh, six weeks, because the purification was on the 40th day after giving birth. Uh, The next thing to tell you is that you'll hear two different phrases about Simeon. It says he was waiting for the consolation of Israel. And for Anna, it says she was looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. And these two phrases really mean the same thing. Because you see, in Jesus' day, people were expecting or at least hoping for a messiah. But their understanding of Messiah is not what we think of as the Messiah on this side of Pentecost, really, and I'll explain that in a minute. The, the Jewish people have been in occupied land for four centuries 400 years. First the Babylonians, then the Persians, then the Greeks, and now the Romans. And they were tired of being occupied by foreign people. They wanted their own country, their own kingdom back again. And so their expectation based on prophecies is that a son of David, a, a descendant of David, would come to deliver them. But now this son of David was thought to be just a regular human being. There was no expectation that this would be God in the flesh appearing. And the... the what they were expecting was a a political renewal of the kingdom of Israel on earth. And and this is what Jesus' disciples thought. This is what the 12 disciples thought. You remember, uh, there's a, remembered a little bit differently. In your family, there are family stories, but it's remembered a little bit differently by different people. So one of the gospels says that it was James and John and another one says it was James and John's mother. But either way, the request was made that they could sit at the right and left-hand side of Jesus when he came into his glory. They weren't talking about heaven. They were talking about the, the political kingdom that they assumed Israel that Jesus had come to establish in Jerusalem. In fact, even after the resurrection, this is what I find amazing, even after the resurrection... We're told this in Acts chapter 1, verse 6. So when they had come together, this is after the resurrection. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom of Israel? Even after the resurrection, they're still looking for Jesus to establish this political kingdom of Israel. It's not till Pentecost, 40 days later, that they understand that Jesus was talking not about a political kingdom of Israel but the holy kingdom of God. Now Anna and Simeon seem uh, to understand this second about the kingdom of God not the kingdom of Israel but when he uses those two phrases uh, that's what it's talking about. The other thing I want to mention is doesn't really have anything to do with this passage of Scripture, but it is a point I can't help passing by. You'll notice that Anna is called a prophet. She is one of seven named prophets, women prophets in the Bible, and there's others that are unnamed. And as a preacher, I can tell you we are outranked by prophets. Prophets are higher up in the food chain And what I don't understand is if God calls women to be prophets, how can some churches say God can't call women to be preachers? And wouldn't we be unblessed if we couldn't have Edie as our pastor because she's a female? Okay, no charge for that extra part. So now, with that background I will read the scripture when the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord as it is written in the law of the Lord every firstborn male shall be designed designated as holy to the Lord and they offered a sacrifice according to what is stated in the law of the Lord A pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. That was something else I meant to mention. We hear that Jesus was poor. And for a long time I said, how do we know Jesus was poor? It never says that. Well, it doesn't say it in those many words. But in Leviticus, the sacrifice that is to be offered for this purification is a lamb. And then it says, but if... Someone is so poor, and this has, you have to be pretty poor, that they can't afford a lamb, then they can sacrifice two, pigeon, two pigeons or two turtle doves. And so they offer the poor people's sacrifice. So that's how we know that Jesus was poor, that his family was poor. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to the consolation of Israel, And the Holy Spirit rested on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before the Lord had seen the Lord's Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, Simeon came into the temple. And when the parents brought the child Jesus to do for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Master, now you are missing your servant in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light of revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory of your people Israel. And the child's father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to his mother Mary, This child is destined for the falling and the rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be opposed so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the doctor of Phaniel, of the tribe of Asher. She was of great age, having lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, then as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped there with fasting and prayer night and day. At the moment she came and began to praise God and to speak about the child, to all who are looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. This is the word of God for the people of God. We can all get a sentimental feeling when we deck the halls with boughs of holly and mistletoe, while rocking around the Christmas tree with chestnuts roasting on the open fire. And when we hear carolers at the door and we see snow coming down, we can say, let it snow, let it snow, so that we can have a white Christmas just like the ones we used to have riding in one-horse sleighs, festooned with jingle bells. Meanwhile, Santa is making his list, checking it for the second and final time. Dancer and Prancer are finally letting Rudolph play some reindeer games. And Clarence Oddbody is finally getting his wings, and Ralphie is just about shooting his eyes out with his new Red Ryder BB gun. Now, I'm not going to be a Scrooge and criticize Christians for observing these kind of holidays or this kind of holiday. I'd be a hypocrite. Because I thoroughly enjoy the sentimental Christmas. I am so happy that Rebecca and Jalen were with us from Christmas Day until yesterday. And Caleb was with us. Our whole family was gathered for Christmas. That, I, that just gives me a glow that'll last all year. I am a little bit sad that there won't be any eggnog on the uh, shelves of Food line for about 11 months. That's a, that's a downer. I enjoy the Christmas songs. My my favorite is Celebrate Me Home by Kenny Loggins. Because the reason for that is when I had finished my first semester at Duke and I got in the car for the 16-hour drive back to my home in Little Rock and I was homesick for the first time in my life. I had never been homesick before, but I was then And I got in the car, and I promise you the first song that came on was Celebrate Me (laughs) Home by Kenny Loggins. Obviously, that's the moment that I'll never forget. It was just so great. And I love the Christmas movies. You know, my favorite, I I mentioned Clarence uh, Oddbody. Uh, It's a Wonderful Life. It's one of my favorites. And then the other one. I'm a little bit embarrassed to share this, but I'm going to, out of, for honesty's sake, because this is the sappiest, most sentimental, ludicrous Christmas movie ever made, Love Actually. Yeah, I'm not going to get sophisticated of the year, am I? So I would be a hypocrite to say, this is bad, we shouldn't celebrate this. But, you knew there'd be a but, but it is our job as the church, it is our job as Christians to remind ourselves and to proclaim to the world that the sentimental Christmas is not the genuine Christmas. It's not the real Christmas. And you can see this I always find it interesting when TV shows for their Christmas episode talk about, at some point you know they're going to talk about the true meaning of Christmas. And sometimes they say it's family getting together. Sometimes they say it's about forgiveness. Sometimes they say it's about peace of earth, peace on earth. So they talk about all this, but they never mention the birth of Jesus. Because you see, that that sentimental Christmas, you don't have to be Christian to celebrate that. You can be an atheist and celebrate the... A lot of atheists do celebrate the sentimental Christmas. They have Santa Claus. They have a Christmas tree. They have homemade pumpkin pie. So the, the sentimental Christmas is... is Enjoyable as it is, is not the genuine Christmas. The real Christmas, the genuine Christmas, is the unsentimental Christmas. And we see this in today's scripture. You see, the sentimental Christmas, it it may talk about peace on earth, but it's magical thinking. That after millennia of making war and killing each other, somehow, just by magic, people are going to quit going to war. And, and it's about burying your head in the sand because nothing is a downer for that sentimental Christmas like somebody with cancer or a death. I'm sure in this group there are Several people who are selling break their first Christmas since the death of someone very special to them, and that can be painful and sad. I'm, I'm so glad Pastor Edie and her pastor's letter in the newsletter talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Because the genuine Christmas, the, the unsentimental Christmas takes on all the bad things of the world head on. It doesn't have magical thinking, and it doesn't bury its head. I mean, the blessing he gives to Mary is a blessing I wouldn't want to get. He says to her that this baby, this innocent little baby that she loves so much, is going to be a sign that will be opposed That he will be responsible for the rise and the fall of many. That that the secrets of hearts, of minds, will be revealed through him. And then he says, and a sword will pierce your sword. Undoubtedly, a prophecy of the crucifixion. Not just that Christ would be crucified, but that Mary would be there to see it. In Matthew, right in the middle of this beautiful Christmas story with a baby and kings, shepherds, he destroys the mood by talking about the slaughter of the children in Bethlehem. So you see, the unsentimental Christmas is not about magical thinking. It's not about burying our head in the sand, pretending or or ignoring all the troubles of the world. Brothers and sisters, this unsentimental, genuine Christmas is far more joyful, far more glorious, far more wonderful than the sentimental Christmas because it gives us the hope that we have for peace on earth, not by magical thinking, but by the life and death and return of this baby who has been born in the manger, who has come as God in the flesh, who has come to save us from our sins and to give us eternal life. That is so much bigger and greater and more joyful and wonderful than the sentimental Christmas. As wonderful as it is, this is so much better. Because the the unsentimental Christmas says to those who will die, yet shall you live. This... Genuine, unsentimental Christmas says to those who have sinned, your sins are forgiven. This unsentimental Christmas says to those who oppress the poor and take advantage of them, you shall be brought low. And says to the the, the weak and the poor and the oppressed, you shall be lifted up because in the kingdom of God, The first shall be last and the last shall be first. It says to those with evil plots who think that that God doesn't see and they can, can get away with it, the genuine Christmas says, all secrets will be revealed. You're not fooling God. You may be fooling everybody else, but you're not fooling God. It says to those who choose war. War will go. War will end. Because Christ will return. The Prince of Peace will return to bring God's kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. God's peaceable kingdom. And finally, the genuine unsentimental Christmas says to death you are dead to me you're gone and so friends I wish you Merry Christmas I wish you the genuine unsentimental Merry Christmas because unto us A child is given unto us. A child is born. And he shall be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God. Everlasting Father. Amen and amen. Our closing hymn is 249, there's a song in the air. Please stand as you're able as we sing.